0: Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. OBEY is an acronym that stands for O, OBEYING GOD, B, BELIEVING IN GOD'S WORD, E, EVOLVING YOUR KINGDOM WALK, and Y, yielding THE HOLY SPIRIT. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching over on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below, and if you're listening on any of our podcasting and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back, and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to season five, episode 30 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I dive deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in. So let's take a moment and bow his heads in prayer. Father God. Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you so much for allowing me to get on this platform another Sunday. I wanna thank you for allowing me to stick to my schedule and be able to productively and proactively produce this podcast. Lord, I thank you so much for that. I thank you, Lord, for this series that you have given me. And I pray that through this last episode of this series, people are healed in totality when it comes to their failure. I pray, Lord, that they realize that in life at times they will fail, but you are right there waiting for them to get back in right place with you. You have not plucked them out. They have plucked themselves. What I pray that they realize that. I also pray, Lord, that I've given them enough tools for them to realize how the enemy makes them lose their strength to get them to fail. I pray that through this series, they were able to understand that to prevent failure, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that people aren't discouraged when they fail and think that it's just them and know that you will still be with them through that failure, Lord. I pray that I've done that in in this last episode, Lord. I just pray that I'm able to, convey exactly what you gave me to the people with understanding so lord i pray as we go through this episode people can listen with your ears understand with your mind and take it in with your heart lord and lord i pray for less of you less of me less of me lord and more of you more of you completely lord in jesus name i pray amen All right, so now that I welcome my co-host, Ian, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any area of your life. Or ask for prayer in any area of your life that you need. So if you would like to submit a high or low to the podcast, you can do so. We are always accepting submissions. You can do so by clicking the Google Form link in the show notes. Or you can go to our social media platforms and DM us. Or you can email us straight to obediencepodcast at gmail.com. We're always checking those three platforms. So do not hesitate to reach out and let us know. All right, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my high and lows for this week. Just to give y'all a little update from last week's episode when I talked about our outlet setting on fire. So, uh, y'all, it was my fault. (laughs) It was all me. So, it's been a little chilly and to combat me being stuffed up and losing my sense of smell because I already know what causes my polyps to swell and once my polyps swell I can't smell my nasal polyps by the way. So I have this routine I know what will prevent it and what will prevent it is humidity, heat. It will prevent my polyps from swelling up and so when it gets a little bit chilly what I do is I will turn a heater on Or if it's not hot, like if I don't need a heater, I close the vent in my room so I don't ever have just like straight air blowing in my room. If I get too hot, I just open my door and the draft from the rest of the house just comes into my room and that's good enough for me. Um, but I never just have like air blowing directly on me from an air conditioning unit, so my vent is closed and so. What happened, it got a little bit chilly that week, and so I put on my heater and I turned on my heater. It's one of those heaters where you can put it on a setting and it'll go on and off, and I put it on the lowest setting so it can be more off than it was on, um, because it wasn't super, it wasn't 45 degrees outside, it just was a little nippy, and I didn't want like that, I guess, dry air to hit me, I don't know what it's called, but anyway... As a result of me plugging in my heater and running it at night, it caused, I guess, I can't remember how our electrician described it. But basically, that outlet was overpowered and that's why it did what it did. But, you know, God was still looking out for us because we have definitely heard stories online where things like that happened and it was a totally different outcome. So still praises to God for keeping us through that situation I'm still very thankful about it and still think about it a week later and still is just like thank you lord for protecting us you know our electrician came shortly after I finished filming and was able to realize the root of the issue the rut, <laughs> the rut. if I say country the root of the issue and he was able to fix it and then put a new outlet on it but I know now I will not put that heater on if I don't have to, okay? Well, I won't go to sleep with the heater, I will say that. I haven't even plugged it in since it happened because I'm just so, like, paranoid after it has happened. So I haven't even cut it on. <laughs> but, um, like, immediately, when he told me what it was, I went back there, I unplugged it. And it ain't been plugged in since. <laughs> but, you know, and there has been other instances, too, Like, as from the time I filmed up until now, that it's just like, God, you are consistently protecting us. And I thank you so much for that, Lord. So just give y'all like a really quick recap. I guess this can be my actual high for this week. Yesterday, my little cousin had a championship football game. They won y'all. And so my whole family was there, just about my whole family was there and We were leaving, and so Milan wanted to go with me and my goddaughter. So Milan was with me, my grandma, and my mom, and myself were in the car. And we were actually headed to my mom's friend's house. And so we were going away that I wasn't used to from the park that we were at. And so I was listening to Siri giving me directions. And so we got to a light, and this is by the grace of God, you guys. The light was red when I got to it. So what I did is I pulled out my phone so I can text my aunt. Um, I was trying to see what kind of sausage she wanted me to buy because she wanted me to go to the store. So I was trying to text her and say, hey, send me a picture of the sausage that you want. And so in the process of me texting, I saw that the light had turned green. And so when the light turned green, there was a car still coming. And so when I saw that the car was still coming, I just decided to go ahead and hit send on my text message since I couldn't go anyway, cause it was a car running the light. And so as I put my hand on my steering wheel and was about to gear up the gas, this other car just comes speeding past the light turning when I was supposed to be turning. If I wouldn't have sent that message, if I would have just drove out, we would have had a wreck, but God was watching over us to hold me back. And so It's been things like that where I'm just like, you know, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for protecting us. And it's definitely, like, definitely by his grace that he has protected us. So I'm still so thankful to God for protecting and watching over us last weekend and also yesterday from an accident. So thank you, Lord, for that. Now, to give you guys my low, as a result of me not having my heater on, my nasal polyps did swell up on me. <laughs> I'm telling you, my, I knew what the plan should be. I knew it was foolproof, but I did not account for the electricity, not being my friend. So currently, right now, I cannot smell So I want you guys to be in prayer, in agreement with me that I will get my smell back before Thanksgiving without having to take any steroids. I don't want to take any steroids right now. I was able to combat the congestion last night. So I still have the pills that my doctor gave me for my ears when she wanted to get the fluid out of my ears. And so that has been working as far as decongestant and so I took that last night and I woke up without being stuffy at all because this week I've been waking up stuffy so praise God that I have a solution for that but we're going to be in prayer that when I keep taking them as a result my polyps will stop being swollen and then I'll be able to smell that is my prayer I love Thanksgiving as y'all know y'all seeing the vlogs and I want to be able to smell everything that's going on For Thanksgiving. So be in prayer with me for that pretty please, But that is all the high and lows that I have for this week. Now for our viewer high and low submission, you guys know that this month, what I am asking you all for is to go ahead and submit a reason that you are thankful for the year of 2023. So if it's easier to comment on this video, you can go ahead and comment on this video right now. Or you can click on the Google form submission for the high and low submission form, Google form that's in the show notes. Or if it's easier, you can just comment on our social media platforms. If I get enough submissions, I will do a bonus episode so we can really shout out God and let him know all the amazing things that we are thankful for in the year 2023. All right. So with that being said, y'all, let's go ahead and jump into this biblical background for this week. So y'all, we are on part for the final episode of the failure series. So we've learned a lot in the past three episodes. So I want to recap that real quick before we get into part for the last episode. Okay. It's been an amazing journey so far, I must say. So in the first episode, I talked to you all about the importance of not losing strength. So in that episode, I gave you three examples of people losing strength in the Bible. So you would be able to combat the enemy when he tries to do the same things to you to make you lose strength. I gave you all that tool. In the second episode, I talked about how we shouldn't feel bad when we fail because it's inevitable. We all will fall short at one point in time. And when we do fall short, God doesn't just pluck us out of his heart and disregard us. He's still going to be there for us. So I talked about that in the second episode. And in the third episode, I did give you all the tools to move on after you failed. So I was able to give you guys three Bible stories where people were able to move on after their failure. And so finally, in part four, we're going to pick up from where we left off last week. And I'm actually going to get back into the definition of failure fail, we're going to talk about that third definition in this episode. So just to recap for you all, the definition of fail is to lose strength, to fall short, and to disappoint the expectations or trust of. So in this episode, we're going to get into that third definition, to disappoint the expectations or trust of. So let's get into it. In the last episode, I did explain that God will not always bless your failure. Now, he's definitely not going to leave you in that failure, but that doesn't mean he's going to actually bless that failure. Now, I said that because it is a consequence of failure. There are consequences when it comes to failure. And I felt like it was very important to include the consequences of failure in this series because I didn't want y'all to just think that everything is going to go oh so well when you fail because at times there are consequences. But I wanted us to be reassured in. The consequences that we are living in—that the time of it, as a result of our failure—that God is still there, and God is still working everything out in our consequences. Because I know at times it does not feel that way. Our focus scripture for this episode is Romans six and twenty-three. But I do highly encourage you to go and read the entire section of Romans six fifteen through twenty-three to get context on where romans 6 and 23 comes from but the reason i wanted to make romans 6 and 23 the focus scripture for this episode is because romans 6 and 23 tells us that there are consequences as a result of your failure well let me do 22 22 but now since you have been set free from sin and have become enslaved to god you have your fruit which results in sanctification and the outcome is eternal life then verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we see here that the wages of sin is death, but we have a gift from God that frees us from that death. So right here in the scripture, we do see that, you know, sin has consequences, but God did give us something so amazing to free us from from that sin, but we still see that if you live in sin, if you live in failure, consequences are going to happen. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to discuss the concept of consequences in your failures. And I'm going to give you stories in the Bible of people who disappointed the expectation of God and the consequences that led to that disappointment. And each, In each one of these stories, we're going to see that God was disappointed because in each story he gave the people specific instructions and the people did the opposite of those instructions. And that's mostly what failure is when you're supposed to do this one thing and you don't do that one thing. So therefore it's a failure. So that's what we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to talk about the consequences of failure. And what I want to do to start this whole thing off is talk about the reason why we have consequences and why we have failure in the first place. And that's our great times 999 grandparents, Adam and Eve. Turn to Genesis 3. If y'all are like Bible geeks like me, then y'all already know we're about to talk about the fall and we all know that that is in Genesis chapter three. So we talked about Adam and Eve in part one of the series and in that episode, I talked about how Eve lost her strength and then as a result, Adam lost his strength, but there were consequences of Adam and Eve losing their strength and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode we're going to talk about those consequences that the couple had together and just so y'all know we're still living in those consequences from what they did entered sin entered death entered all of these things that we deal with that we're not fond of all of those things entered as a result of adam and eve eating from the tree of knowledge so Let's go to Genesis 3 like I talked about. We already talked about in the past episode how they lost their strength and they ate from the tree. Now, verse 7 picks up after they have eaten from the tree. Verse 7 says, Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. So they sewed thick leaves together and made coverings for themselves. When it says they knew that they were naked... It could have been physical newness. It could have been that. But I also believe it was a emotional or mental newness. They were now exposed to everything that came as a result of eating that fruit. And when we are naked, completely naked, we are exposed to everything. Our body is exposed to everything. They didn't come in contact with. And so that's why I do believe that they were also exposed when it says naked. They may have been physically naked, but it also was a mental awakening for them, spiritual awakening for them to be exposed to everything that they had just welcomed into their lives. And so that was their consequence from eating of that tree. That was their consequence to be exposed to everything now like I mentioned God will not leave you so what happened is God came to look for Adam and Eve but in verse 8 we see that they hid from God so verse 8 says then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at that time at the time of the evening breeze and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden And then God calls for them in verse 9. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, where are you? God knew that they were hiding. God knew where they were. God knew that they had already sinned, by the way. But he's not just going to leave us in that. He's going to confront us. Not confront. That's not a good word. I don't want to use the word confront because it sounds like intimidating. But he's going to acknowledge us in our wrongdoing. You know? As a parent, if you are a parent or if you've been parented before, when you made mistakes, your parents didn't just avoid those mistakes that you made. They confronted you about the mistake that you made. And in that mistake, they were still going to be there for you, but they were acknowledging it and letting you know, this is not right, but we're going to get past this. And this is what God was doing at this time. And so God went to them and he was like, hey, where are you?" They they were hiding from him. That's what we do in I failure. you. We hide, right? In verse 10, Adam says, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And then God says, who told you you were naked? <laughs> did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? He already knew that they did this. How else would they know that they were naked? And then Adam says, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from that tree and I ate it. Adam did admit to what he did. But the thing about it is Adam put it all off on Eve. (laughs) This is when the consequences like immediately start showing themselves. Because now they are, are against each other. They're hiding from God. Like all this crazy stuff is happening immediately as a result. So the first consequence of their sin is that they were exposed To everything now. The second consequence is their failure broke their close connection to God. Now, as we see in the scripture, God didn't break that connection because God came looking for them. But what they did when God came looking for them, they ran from Him. And that is what broke that close connection. Now, I want to skip down to verse 15 because this is where the Lord responds to Adam and Eve with their consequences. So in verse 15, God says, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offsprings and her offsprings. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Verse 16, he said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains. You will bear children with painful effort. Your desires would be for your husband, yea, he will rule over you. Verse 17, and he said to the man, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, about which I commended you, do not eat from. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground since you were taken from it. For you are dust and you will return to dust. Now, I want to stop there because I want to get into like the details of what we just read. I want to break those down so y'all can really see. So first, starting at verse 16. So we go through as women, if you are a woman, as a woman, we go through one menstrual cycles. I'm not even just going to say periods because things happen way before we actually have a period. (laughs) We go through so much just like within the month being a woman. We have fibroids we can have. We have very horrible cramps. You have some women who are down for days as a result of their cramps. And then childbirth. Now, me personally, I've never experienced it. But there's not a woman that I've heard that just said, oh, yeah, it was a breeze. (laughs) Even if they like went really quick through it it still was like intense for them. And that's a result of Adam and Eve's fall. The second thing I wanted to talk about is verse 17. So basically, before this whole situation, Adam and Eve, they didn't really have to work for the food that they were going to eat. God had this beautiful garden and it all just was growing for them. and All they had to do was just go pluck it or pick it. And it was good. It was theirs for the taking. But as a result of their failure, Now they had to actually work for their food and we have to work for our food too. And in some places you have to work twice as hard just to get a little bit, you know, in some places you can be working for months and still not get anything. The last thing I want to talk about is death period because that entered the world as a result of Adam and Eve's fall. So God had no plans for us to pass away. He had no plans of that. But as a result of Adam and Eve's consequence, passing away, enter into the equation. If we see in verse 19, until you return to the ground since you were taken from it. And returning to the ground is when our bodies physically go in the grave. So the catastrophes that we see in the world, the sin that we see in the world, the relational issues that we see in the world, the economical issues that we see in the world that all came into the world when Adam and Eve ate from that tree of knowledge. And God was trying to protect us from that by putting all of those things into a tree. He's an equal guy. So if he makes good, there's going to be some bad in it. He's like, okay, I don't want this creation that I made to have bad. So let me put it all in this tree so they don't have to deal with it. And he told them not to eat from the tree. And they did. And as a result, all that evil came into the world. And that's what we're dealing with now. And then their last consequence is that they were no longer allowed to be in the garden of Eden. You know, the garden that supplied them, they had to leave. They were banished from the garden. And they had to roam the earth. In verse 23, it says, So the Lord God sent him away from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. Now, I wanted to discuss their consequences of failure because I think it's very important when we talk about failure to acknowledge the consequences that Adam and Eve went through because that's literally why we fail. But I also wanted to talk about it too because in their consequences, God was still very kind to them. So in verse 21, we see what the Lord still provided for them. So in verse 21, it says, the Lord God made clothing from skins for the man and his wife, and he clothed them. He didn't leave them exposed. He didn't leave them exposed, even though he could have. They exposed themselves, but he didn't leave them exposed. And just like God didn't leave Adam and Eve exposed, he didn't leave us exposed either. He made sure we had our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to cover our sins so we wouldn't be left exposed. And before Jesus came in, he set up all these rules so people can do these sacrifices so their sins can be covered. And he realized there was a fault in that whole situation. that's when he sent us down, Jesus, to make sure that we were covered. Isn't he so good? There's mercy, y'all. There's grace and there is mercy. So even in the consequences that we do have, God will still provide us mercy. And I want to be sure to point that out in each one of the stories that we go through today. Because Adam and Eve, they were provided mercy. They had all these consequences, but God never left their side. God still looked out for them. And he didn't leave them uncovered. So with that, let's go ahead and get into the next story where we see some consequences from a failure. So the next story I want to talk about is Moses. Yes, Moses, who did so many great things. He failed as well, y'all. And the failure that I'm going to talk about is... A very prominent failure in my personal opinion. So I want to start at Exodus 17 and then we are going to move over to Numbers 20. But I want to give you the background so you guys can recognize the significance of the failure that Moses did. So in Exodus 17, it's titled Water from the Rock in the CSB translation. So what was happening at this time is this is after the Israelites have escaped Egypt from being slaves and they are in the wilderness. And so they're moving from place to place according to where God is leading them. And they didn't have any water at this time. And so the people complained to Moses pretty much saying, you know, give us water to drink. Moses ended up crying out to the Lord saying, what should I do with these people? In a little while they will stone me because they were very upset that they were thirsty. And so The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take the staff you struck the Nile with in your hand and go. I am going to stand there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. When you hit the rock, water will come out of it and the people will drink. Moses did this. He brought the elders just like God said. And he struck the rock. And the water came out and the people were able to drink the water from the rock. So this is what happened at this period of time. Now, let's go to numbers because this section is titled Water from the Rock. Same thing. It's just 38 years later. So we know in the past, God told Moses to strike the rock with the same staff, That he separated the water with. Okay. 38 years later. And we're talking about water from the rock again. So. Numbers chapter 20. Verse 1 says that the entire Israelite community. Were in the wilderness of Zin. And they were in Kadesh at this time. Now. Verse 2 says. There was no water for the community. So they assembled. Against Moses. And Aaron. Now, doesn't this sound familiar? So, the people tell Moses, If only we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord, How, why have you brought the Lord's assembly into this wilderness for us and our livestock to die here? Why have you led us up from Egypt to bring us to this evil place? Now, God has been providing for them. We already know. He provided them water from the rock 38 years before. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> Moses went back to God this time. and He, you know, prayed and was like, what am I supposed to do with these people, Lord? And so the Lord spoke to Moses again in verse seven. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, take the staff and assemble the community. You and your brother Aaron are to speak to the rock while they watch and it will yield its water. You will bring out water from them. You will bring out water for them from the rock and provide drink for the community and their livestock. Now, let's look at, look at that again. Now, this is verse 8, by the way. Let's look at this again. The Lord said that Aaron and Moses were to speak to the rock, and then it would yield its water. Now, these are different instructions than what God told Moses 38 years ago. So, let's see if Moses followed those instructions. So, in verse 9, it says, So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he had commanded him. Moses and Aaron assembled the assembly in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring water out of this rock for you? Verse 11 Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff so that abundant water gushed out in the community and the livestock drank. Moses did the exact opposite of what God told him to do. God told him to speak. To the rock, and then the rock would yield its water. But instead, Moses struck the rock not once but twice. Now it did produce water, but he disappointed the expectation of God. God told him to speak to that rock, not strike that rock. So, verse twelve, we see the consequence of Moses' failure. The Lord said to Moses. Because you did not trust me to demonstrate my holiness in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this assembly into the land I have given them. That's a pretty steep consequence if you ask me. Moses had been with these people for many years. He got the people out of Egypt. God had told Moses he was going to take the people into their promised land. And here we have God telling Moses, you can't go now. Why? Why? Because he failed. He disappointed the expectations of God. And as a result, he couldn't go into the promised land. Now, that was the consequence. But if you continue reading, God never left Moses. Like God still came to Moses, God still talked to Moses. But there was a consequence in his failure. So because of this thing, you can't get this thing, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna leave you. There's just consequences when you do fail. And to also to give you guys proof that, you know, we don't leave our position with God that I talked about in the previous episode. Like Moses is still recorded as being great. Moses did miraculous things and he was still the same Moses in God's sight. He just couldn't enter this promised land because he failed. He disappointed his expectations and there had to be a consequence for it. And to give you guys proof that Moses didn't lose his status with God. Like he had the consequence of not being able to enter, but God didn't stop him from working for him. The Ten Commandments, you know, when Moses went and went on top of Mount Sinai and was with God and had like direct communication with God for over this large time span and got the Ten Commandments and like all the laws that some people still live to to this day, the laws of Moses, some people still do the laws of Moses. That was given to Moses after the whole situation with the rock. <laughs> he didn't lose his place with God. That was, was a consequence. Okay, you did this, so therefore, now you can't do this, but you can still do this, 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 this. So I say that just to say, don't look at your consequences as being the end all be all. Because if God still graced you to be on this earth, he will still allow you to work for him and to accomplish other things. It might just not be this one thing he wants you to do. He'll allow you to do other things as well. So don't dwell on your consequences. Don't think your consequences just X'd you out. If you're still alive on this earth, your consequences didn't X you out. He provided you mercy. You're going to have this consequence, but you're going to be able to move on from it. Now, let's move on to the last example of consequences of a particular person's failure in the Bible. And that is the opposite of who we talked about last week. You know, we talked about King David last week. This week, we're going to talk about King Saul. Because Saul fell into who he was as a result of his consequence. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. I want to talk about six through eight. Now, Saul became king because the Israelite people were begging for a king. God had no intentions of putting a king over the people because he was the king over the people. But the people, they were just adamant on having a king. And God was gracious, so gracious to give them a king. And he gave them King Saul. He was, he looked like a king. Scripture describes him as being like really tall, really big, really handsome. He was what you think a king would be. Now, the thing about Saul, the spirit of God wasn't in him. Saul had to go through Samuel. And so Samuel was a very big component of King Saul's rule. So the situation that I'm about to talk about, it happened right after Samuel made contact with Saul. You know, after God told Samuel, "Okay, that's going to be the king. So Samuel told Saul in verse six, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully on you. You will prophesy with them and you will be transformed. When these signs have happened to you, do whatever your circumstances require because God is with you. And so then Samuel tells Saul afterward, go ahead of me to Gilgal. I will come to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice fellowship offerings. Wait seven days until I come to you and show you what to do. Samuel gave him very clear instructions, okay? Go to Gilgal and wait for me. But if we skip to... 1 Samuel chapter 13, we see where Saul disappoints the expectation of what Samuel told him to do. So if we go to verse 6, we'll see that Saul and his men, that they're in some trouble. So in verse 6, it says, The men of Israel saw that they were in trouble because the troops were in a difficult situation. They hid in caves and thickets among rocks and in holes and cisterns. They were in trouble because they were fighting the Philistine people and they were in trouble. So Saul was still at Gilgal, as scripture tells us. Saul, however, was still at Gilgal and his troops were gripped with fear. Verse eight says he waited seven days for the appointed time that Samuel had set. So he was doing what he was supposed to do. But then it shifts. Because then it says, but Samuel didn't come to Gilgal and the troops were deserting him. This is at the point where Saul has two choices. He can stay in the expectation of what Samuel gave him and continue to wait for him. Or two, he can act like he's a priest and do everything that Samuel does. Now, since we are talking about failures and consequences, we already know that Saul took the route of thinking that he was a priest and tried to anoint himself. So if we look at verse nine, it says, so Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings. And then he offered the burnt offering. I told y'all that Saul took the route of pretending to be a priest. And that is what we just read. And if you didn't understand, I I do want to break it down. So Saul offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, but priests were the only ones who were allowed to offer offerings to God. That was a rule. If you go to Numbers 18, 4 through 7, it will break that down for you. And so Saul, thinking that he's bigger than he is, he decides to offer those sacrifices himself. So as he's doing this, as he's about to finish up, Samuel arrives. And when Samuel arrives, Saul goes to greet him as if he's done nothing wrong. And Samuel says, what have you done? And then Saul was like, well, you know, these things were happening. My troops started to desert me. So I just went ahead and did what I had to do. And Samuel said in verse 13, you have been foolish. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. It was at this time that the Lord would have permanently established your reign over Israel. But now your reign will not endure. The Lord has found a man after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you have not done what the Lord commanded. Saul disappointed the expectation of what God expected him to do. God gave specific instructions to Samuel, and Samuel gave those instructions to Saul to follow, but Saul did not follow those instructions. And as a result of disappointing the expectation of God, Saul lost his permanent reign over Israel. We know that Saul ended up going crazy with the thought of someone taking his reign. Saul ended up trying to battle David for years because he knew that David was going to take his reign. And in the end, he ultimately lost his position, lost his life, not because of David. He did it himself. And that was as a result of his failure. Now, Saul's story is important for us to look at when it comes to failure because what Saul, Saul never acknowledged his failure. He never repented for his failure. He just tried to act as if the failure never happened and then tried to control the consequences of that failure. Samuel had told him, this is what's going to happen. You're not going to be king anymore. And when the results of those consequences started to show up instead of just saying okay yeah this is a result of what I did Saul goes and tries to get rid of David over and over and over again trying to control the consequence of something that he did he'd never take responsibility for what he did and that's why it's so important going back to the last episode it's so important for us to acknowledge our failure repent for our failure turn away from our failure and then make the connection back to God, and then move on in the way of God. Saul didn't do that. Saul never took acceptance of his failure. He never repented for his failure. And when his consequence showed up, he tried to do everything in that consequence to not make it happen. If we remember in David's failure, when his consequence showed, all he did was, fast and pray for it not to happen, but when it still happened, he didn't just blame God for what had happened. He worshiped. Remember from last week? After his son passed, David went and worshiped. You see the difference in between these two people? That's why I think Saul's story is important to look at because it gives us a blueprint of what not to do. Saul went crazy as a result of his failure. And I think it was because he did not acknowledge and accept what he did. So I've given you guys three stories of people who have failed and provided you their consequences as a result of their failure. But I want to go back to the definition that we're talking about in this episode of fail that says to disappoint the expectations or trust of. In all three of those situations, they did disappoint God, but they also lacked trust. Going back to the end part of their definition to disappoint trust of. All of them stopped trusting God. Adam and Eve stopped trusting what God said and ate from the tree. Moses didn't trust what God said. And instead of doing what he told him to do, he smacked the rock when he told him just to speak to the rock. And Saul, he stopped trusting that Samuel would show up. So I wanted to provide you all something to help you not disappoint the expectation of God or disappoint the trust of that thing that you have in God. I want to provide you something to help you keep trusting God so you won't disappoint the expectation of what he says, so you can follow his instructions. Just like he gave all three of these people instructions, they just didn't follow them. I don't want you to be like that. I want you to have the tool to avoid that disappointment. So. I want to look at Proverbs 3 and 5, one of my favorite scriptures of the Bible. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding. Now, I want us to look at this scripture because I want to give you a breakdown that I found in my study Bible. Let's get into the breakdown that's in my Tony Evans study Bible. It says, the Hebrew word for trust means to lie down on, to put your entire weight on something. When you go to sleep, you lie down on your bed because you believe it is strong enough to hold you. So, in order to not fall into disappointing the expectations of what God instructed you, uh, you should trust in what he's telling you to do. You should trust that if he tells you to do this, he's going to show up for you as you're doing the thing he told you to do. Saul didn't trust that Samuel would show up. But Samuel showed up. He just should have waited. But he moved in haste. The next part of the scripture I wanna talk about, after trusting the Lord, it says, with all your heart. My study Bible says, with all your heart means entirely, without exception. So in essence, God says, Trust me completely, I can sustain you. Your own understanding won't support you. If you look at things with your own understanding, every single time you will alter from what God told you to do. Because it doesn't make sense sometimes what God is telling us to do in our own understanding. So because it doesn't make sense, we're going to flee from it. We're going to do the exact exact opposite of what God told us to do. And that can lead to the consequences that we learned about in today's episode. And then the excerpt goes on to say, In all your ways... Know Him is an umbrella statement covering anything having to do with your life. Pleasing God in all things is to become your goal. Know God in all your ways. Be prayerfully consulting His word. When you rely on God in all you do, He will make your path straight. God can remove obstacles and even cut a path through the woods. Do you trust that God will make a way for you? Do you trust that God's instructions are to protect you and move you further than where you're at now? So, to avoid the consequences that can happen with failure, we must first trust the instructions that God gives us. So then we can't disappoint the expectation of God from the instructions that he gave us. So I encourage you all to study Proverbs 3 and 5. Write down what I just said from my excerpt and put that in your heart. For many weeks, many months, I should say, me personally, I had to commit to memory Proverbs 3 and 5 because I was going through this life like leaning on my own understanding and things didn't make sense. But when I started to give my understanding to God and just say, God, I trust you with everything. I don't know what's going on, but God, I trust you. Things started to change in my life. I didn't care about numbers. I didn't care about this. I didn't care about that. I just cared about what God was trying to tell me to do, and I was just going to move forward in what God was telling me to do, and that's what I encourage you all to do, and I wanted to read this quote, too, that I have from my Bible because I thought it was so powerful. I do not know where I got it. It's a little sticky note, so I read. I got it from somewhere. I just didn't write it down where I got it from, but it says, Obedience doesn't amount to anything unless our hearts are engaged with the God, we're obeying. And why I thought that was so powerful is because we must first fix our heart issue with God when it comes to trust. When we're not trusting God in an area or trusting the instructions of what God is telling us to do, there's an issue with our heart regarding that area. We're not trusting God for a reason. And we need to fix that heart issue So when we're doing something, our heart is fully connected to it because our heart truly trusts God. So that's some stuff that you can do as well. But y'all with that, I want to go ahead and pray real quick for everybody who is currently living in their consequences. Cause you're going to get through. God is still there for you. You're going to get through and you can move forward. Go back to episode three. And I give you instructions on how to move forward. And be encouraged that God is still with you in that failure. God protected Saul through his consequences because he protected him from David. He never let David off Saul. He gave him grace and mercy in that area. So let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this series. Thank you for getting us through this episode. Thank you for the nuggets that you have given this episode. And thank you for the guidance that you have given us. All of these people's stories that we went over today, you provided to us in your word, and we're able to take that word and apply it to our lives so we don't have to go through the same thing, and we thank you for that, Lord. I pray for that person right now who are, who's currently living in that consequence, Lord. I pray that they realize that you are still surrounding them, that you are still with them. You have not left them. While there may be a consequence to something that they have done something that they have failed at, Lord, you have something better for them on the other side. You're still there for them in their consequence. You're still covering them just like you cover Adam and Eve. We thank you, Lord, for the mighty covering of Jesus Christ that you have given us. You did not have to do that, but you have given it to us because you knew it, that we would fail and you wanted to give us something to cover us eternally. And we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for not leaving us. Thank you for not forsaking us. And thank you for being so understanding and giving us grace and giving us mercy. If we are still alive after our failure, you have given us the ultimate mercy. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. And we just pray that we can do better as we move forward. Lord, let them know that you are there. Let them know that you will not leave them. Give them mighty signs, mighty wonders that they see that you are still in their lives. And if it was this episode, Lord, then I thank you for letting me be that outlet, for letting me be that vessel. You are worthy, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, with that being said, I do have two questions before I get up out of here. (laughs) So... Let me know, what was your key takeaway? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching over on YouTube, you can comment down in the comment section. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can comment in the Q&A section. I'd love to hear from you guys. So definitely do not hesitate and let me know. And speaking of the comment section, if you are currently watching the YouTube premiere right now, I see you, we see each other. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night and spending it with little old me. I do appreciate it. If you do want to become a part of the Premiere family over on YouTube, be sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel and then hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time I go live or I premiere the episode. I do premiere the episodes on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you become part of the chat, you can come in, talk to me, talk to everybody else who's watching real time as the episode is premiere. Definitely a fun time. So definitely do not hesitate to do that. All the information is in the show notes below. And I know I talked about my YouTube family, but I cannot forget everyone who listens on audio. Thank y'all so much for listening and taking time out of your day list to this podcast. I like to see who is supporting me on the audio platform. So if you have time, go to the social media platform for the podcast and comment a boat on the last Posts that you see, and I will put a face to the listen and give you a very special thank you because I do appreciate y'all for listening as well. And then, last but not least, I have to give a very, very, very big shout out to my Patreon family. Thank you all so much for supporting the ministry over and above. You will be blessed because you are a blessing. If you do not know, I do have a Patreon where I have four different tiers, where there's bonus content, behind the scenes content, just so much going on over there. So I definitely encourage you to go and click the link in the show notes and check the tiers out and pick the one that works best for you. And then regardless of wherever you are watching or listening, I want you all to share this episode with five of your friends. Sharing is going to help get this word out, promote the podcast, and it allows you to be a little digital disciple. So go ahead and share this episode out with five of your friends. And if you have a very special testimony that you want to give, do not forget, I am accepting applications to be on the podcast. Click the Testimony Tuesday Google Form Submission google form in the show notes below to sign up and then me and my team will be in contact with you to schedule the recording all right y'all so with that being said that's all that i have for you all today i do want to thank you if you have listened to every single episode of this series four-part series i do want to thank you so much for going on this journey with me i pray that it has truly healed you as it has healed me I challenge you to share this with someone, whoever God just laid on your heart, go ahead and share with them because they may be going through something that you don't even know and just putting this little nugget into their lives can be extremely helpful for them. So I encourage you to go ahead and do that. But I really do pray that this series was able to help you all out. If you are going through active consequences right now, let me know and I'll be praying for you during this time. We can get through our consequences because God is still right there by us. We have to remember that. I've given you instructions on how to move past failure, so go and look at that. And if you still need help in any area, just reach out to me and let me know. I am always here to help you all. So I thank you all so much again. It has been an honor, and it has exceeded my expectations of when I first thought of, you know, the whole... I'm going to do an episode on failure. I didn't know it was going to turn into a four part series and God has done a mighty, mighty job doing it. Like every single episode was so easy to find what I needed. And I've been able to stay on task during it. It's definitely something that God is definitely had his hand over. So I thank him. And I thank you all for um, being a part of this moment with me. But, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I got to get ready to go to church. But I do appreciate you all for tuning in. I pray that this episode found you blessed. And I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient. And I will see y'all the week after next. Ciao.